Welcome to the Broken News Podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss the magazine headlines you've seen, plus some that might surprise to entertain an army of knowledge you didn't know you needed. Say hello to the hosts. I'm Helen and I'm here with Sarah and Francesco. Say hello. Hi, everyone. Hello. We are the editorial team at Readly, an all-you-can-read subscription platform for magazines and newspapers. The content that this episode is based on can be found on Readly, and we will drop all the details in the show notes in case you are curious and feel you want to read more. In each episode, we will cover a theme, and the three of us is in a deep dive into the Readly platform to highlight a story we believe is worth expanding on. Today's theme, we're diving into the weird and wild world of science with the shocking science facts, ideas and innovations that are actually true. Francesco, you picked this one. What was yeah. the reason? Well, I think on the platform, we have so much shocking scientific material. Shocking not because it's not true, but on the contrary, because there are so many good stories that you weren't expecting to be real or true. And science is always so described as being technical and boring. Then I thought to give a chance in a more fun way because science can be entertaining. What do you think? What's your relationship with science? I'm rubbish at science. I was always much more creative and humanities. But I, that's not to say I don't find it interesting. I do really enjoy it. I like BBC Science Focus is a really good magazine we've got on the platform. I do like yeah. dipping into that. Mm, yeah, I'm, I really love science, but more uh, science to do with the human psychology. Um, I'm really into that, like why we behave like we do. But I really love weird science as well. Uh, so yeah, it was fun to do this uh, research for this episode. Mm, definitely. Let's kick off then. So Francesco, tell us about your story first. Well, I started with a very important question. So I was trying to solve a mystery and something that everyone on everyday life's basis asks himself. Can you cook a turkey by dropping it from space? So... What do we think? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's an actual article I found in BBC Scienza Italia, but it's the same version as the UK one, BBC Science Focus, and it's the issue 91, March 2022, on page 44. It Such a just... good magazine. I think the fact that they have an article about it means, yes, you can do that. Well, we will see. Because basically, if your oven decide not to work anymore and you're desperate to eat a juicy turkey, what's the alternative if not dropping it from the space? Let's see if this really works. So assuming that the cooking process starts at around 65 degrees, so where the temperature basically makes the meat firm and digestible. So assuming that cooking a 5 kilo turkey in an oven at 180 degrees takes more than 3 hours, Let's try with dropping it from, I don't know, Jeff Bezos' Space Force. We try to cook it with the power of gravity. The first reaction we will have is that it will be frozen because the temperature around the space is around minus 80 degrees. So our intrepid bird will get a brief freeze. Then at a supersonic speed, it will take just 100 seconds to proceed through 50 kilometers, but still not cooking, because only in the last 30 will the hair be so dense that it's dense enough to slow the process of free-falling and generate frictions, therefore to start cooking. But what's the result in the end? Quite disappointing, because it will be burned outside, but surprisingly almost rare in the breast. So long story short, don't think it's a good recipe. But was it in a, a whole piece? Like, or did they yeah. actually do this? Like, it's not no. just like, an, 
Is this I don't a think so much. Or have they done this? <laughs> I don't think some some space force just dropped five kilo turkey <laughs> so. from the space force. But they should try it. Been, oh, we should try it. But actually, the result will be disappointing in terms of taste. But still, edible, how I how think. long it would take? It's not that long the process because as I said we'll I don't know we'll have fifty kilometers in thirty seconds will be just a minute stuff but. The thing is that only very thin rim of the meat underneath the exterior will be edible. So kind of not worth for the price. Could be expensive though. Mm. <laughs> I don't think it we'll sounds be disgusting. I won't be trying it anytime soon. Not least because I'm vegetarian. You don't have a spaceship. We can do well. a vegan variant, mm. but um, yeah, I the tofu will cook, will just burn and be frozen in the inside. So. <laughs> That'll be the next one. Can you cook tofu from space? Oh, that will be the next question to ask BBC then. Let's mm. let's try. <laughs> Thank you for that, Francesco. Yeah. Sarah, what did you find? Yeah, my my uh, chosen science fact uh, is not as cool as Francesco's, but I came up through when I read in Forskning och Framsteg, translated to Research and uh, Progress, 19th of May 2022, page 14. It's about COVID. And yes, we might be a bit fed up on COVID information, but I thought this was really concerning. Um, it's a British study oh. that showed that the brain volume has been shrinking even after a small case of COVID-19 and the brain parts that are connected to smell and memory. And the loss here is 0.7 in these areas instead of the yearly 0.2 average loss um, in the middle age. Or wow. And if you're older, it's uh, the average is 0.3. Yeah, so it's uh, more than doubled. I'm not sure, like, the impact because this loss is very very small the scientists can't see this but i they need to use algorithms to see the loss but it's also interesting it doesn't matter how uh, serious your covid infection was this loss will happen anyway so was that quite consistent around a lot of people yeah yeah on the study yeah Oh my goodness, it is worrying, isn't it yeah but i'm not sure like actually what it means but are you guys worried but because have you had COVID and are you worried about what that has done to you and your body? Well, I've had COVID and I, I was luckily the first time. I don't know if by the time we release this podcast, I will have another one. <laughs> Hopefully not. But I was without symptoms. So I just had, I don't know, two hours fever during one night. But I was desperate to go out and walk or having a run at that pace because it was at the very beginning of the pandemic. But Luckily, I don't think it has had side effects on my body on the long run, which I consider myself lucky because I know stories from other people that actually still kind of suffering from long COVID. What about you, Els? Mm. No, I touch word, no signs of long COVID or lasting effects, but it was so strange what it did to my sense of smell and taste. So, and this, it sounds like a really niche specific case, but my brother had the same thing where... I obviously had COVID. I didn't realise I had COVID. I cooked lunch, gone out for my walk, all of this stuff. And then I remember walking past a guy. I think it was a guy first and thinking, whoa, that's a really weird smell. Like really, <laughs> uh, really strong smell. And I was like, what the hell? Then I walked past a petrol station, the same smell, really strong with the petrol all station. Right. Anyway, long story short, either things smell like this really weird smell smell strongly mm. of it or they didn't smell at all and then oh. i realized you know what the smell was no it was when i'd cooked a pita bread for lunch and i yeah. cut it open i don't know if you guys eat many pita breads the steam comes Sometime. out it's quite a distinct smell 
And mm-hmm. when I had COVID, everything, either smell of the pita bread, smell, or of nothing. So and you I, had like the last memory. So the, la- yeah, the last smell you had was mm-hmm. the memory you had. Exactly. And I thought it must be so strange. But my brother had the same thing. He unfortunately had been oh. making a batch of chili jam or something oh. uh, oh, while he oh, had COVID. And everything for a week, either smell of chili jam or nothing. I think if, if something wow. was strong, it would attach that smell. The, oh. With the guy as well, by the way, with me. <laughs> I think he must have been carrying weed or something really strong and pungent. And then the well, exchange weed with pizza bread, I think, is quite different. But yeah. that means that you were really sick at the time. So yeah, also not probably like a delivery. bit delirious. Yeah, it's so strange. But also not just that. There's been like so many random and unexplained but, uh, cases, different things. I wasn't caused. aware of this side effect. It's the first time I, I hear something like that. And now it's been a while with COVID. You know, I thought I was aware of every possible side effect, but wow it's fascinating uh, what it's you so have strange how long was it like that for you Helen? uh i think it was about a week oh, like yeah. that. a week or either a pizza bread or nothing that's yeah might be a dream though for some I people <laughs> I, I, I also lost, lost my like smell and taste but I, i didn't smell anything and it was like the worst experience like we take that for granted so much yeah. like to be able to taste it's mm-hmm. like life it's the best thing about life tasting stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, sometimes yeah. at some dinners and some places with some people maybe you wish you can't uh, <laughs> taste anything but that's another that's another story imagine if it was your livelihood as well i read a lot of articles around the time about wine connoisseurs or like fragrance makers and imagine all of a sudden you've lost your ability to do your job that would yeah. be terrifying and also because not many Some people didn't know when it would come back. For me, it was lucky it was just a week, but a lot of people still haven't got their normal sense of smell back. Um, Right, I'll move on to my stories. Actually, there is a crazy fact attached to it, but I did find a whole article mm-hmm. on AI. It's it's titled How AI Will Change Your Future, and it's in How It Works, issue 171. The crazy fact is that in 2017, Saudi Arabia granted Sophia who is an AI-enabled humanoid citizen into the country. She's a robot. Oh. They, Yeah. But mm. it's a really fascinating piece about AI mm. and what our future will look like. Basically, it's terrifying. Yeah. But Tell I, me more. Yeah. So you think AI is very modern. Actually, the coin was termed by an American computer scientist in 1955. Mm-hmm. And it relates to the science of making machines intelligent. For me, why do we want to do that? What? Do you know? Yeah, it's scary. It's scary. No, and we need, you... Yeah, we always want to optimize the way we live. So Ugh. yeah, but there must be a point. You know, it might it. be dangerous. Like, have you well, seen love it. thousands yeah. of movies that can be dangerous? So mm. be careful, guys. Today, it's a multi-billion-dollar industry, and it's pretty yeah. much infiltrated every single sector. So things like medicine will be affected, the military, space, everything has AI now. But even stuff that we use, you know, Netflix, Alexa, facial recognition, they're all intelligent machines that learn your preferences, your physical qualities and your online behavior in the same way that a human brain learns. Yeah, which which is concerning. Also with more potential because the difference with human brain, they don't need breaks like to rest, mm. or, you know, so they're just endless source of energy. And what yeah. happens when they get so smart, they outsmart us, which can't be, I'm sure that's already happened probably, actually. And then we can't control them anymore. What happens then? Yeah. 
Well, and a very, very scientific answer will be that we are fucked. I know. So, I, think. Every, I mean, my theory, can I say my theory? So, you know, they talk about us. Well, there's been loads of like mass extinctions. We're the next mass yeah. extinction. Mm-hmm. Everyone attributes that to climate change. I think it's going to be AI, the robots wow. that kill us. Because we won't like have a, yeah, not, not, not all humans will be needed. Mm. You think? Yeah, but also, yeah. Sarah, remember in the other episode you were saying about curiosity and how that sort of stimulates mm. purpose and, and improves your brain. But we don't, in a world where we won't do anything, AI does everything. We're just like blobs. It's like that Disney film, <laughs> Wally. Blobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not doing anything, all our muscles. Yeah, what happens in Wally? They lose all of the ability to move their muscles. They don't yeah, do no, anything. I, know, I mean, it, this takes. Oh, I didn't remember that movie. No, oh, but terrifying. it takes a long time before you actually forgot how to move your muscles because you're not doing anything. You know, I think like the long story short made from Disney or from Pixar, I think, was good enough. But still, I think we are safe for a couple of hundred of years until AI turns to be violent, something like mm-hmm. that. But you say that, uh, but then I, I think, how long has the internet been around? Like 10 yeah. or 12 years, 15 years? No, and longer, then, longer. Well, longer, but because uh, you were uh, The beginning of night, it is already 30 years, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. But still, okay. No, well, but not then, at all. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been like around since the 1950s as well, since the AI. So. Yeah, yeah. Fine. But the consumer oh, yeah. internet. I did just give you that fact. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's still a pinprick in no, yeah, the but they time are scale of humanity. Yeah. yeah, it's so quick. Quickly. It terrifies me. It really scares it's me. like in 100 years, it's been... Yeah, so much yeah. done. And I want to show you, I actually, this is a really cool image that I will uh, show you if you go to the link that I sent you now. It's from uh, the same magazine that I, my science facts from, um, Research and Progress, 20th October, 2022, page 21. There's actually a picture of uh, how drones could help us build houses in the future. And it's inspired wow. on how bees are building their houses. And this could also be used, you know, to fix the facade of houses that need to be fixed a little bit instead of having, you know, all those old uh, styles, materials and structures. But they look yeah. so different. Check this picture out. It's yeah, really it's really cool and it's really smart. It's I really smart. It cost and as I mean, much as it's nowadays costing the whole <laughs> building industry because it's not. No, cool. and I mean, and these kind of things, of course, it will make people lose their jobs. Um, But at the same time, it will also maybe make not people die from incidents in building things. So it's both bad and good at the same time. uh, What is our purpose in life? I always think you need purpose in life. And we just sit in this amazing house that won't fall on us. But doing what? No, but we will. (laughs) Yes, but (laughs) there will always be. I mean, the more comfortable everyone gets, we will have new jobs. There will be Mm. new needs for humans. As well, um, remember, maybe. life is not only jobs. So our purpose is not strictly like waking up and working. You know what I mean. So if robots replace us working, say fair enough. I will find another purpose. Trust me. Like I eating, traveling, discovering stuff, being free. And I mean, yeah, money yeah and just money, like but... looking at also like what work means to someone. Like yeah. going back a hundred years, it was everything. Like you couldn't think about having fun because you needed to work, um, mm. like seven days a week. Yeah. Totally. And now we're working five days a week. I mean, I suppose. Okay, but then how do you have money? You need money. 
No, the, yeah, the whole system, the whole system is wrong, of course. Like the, the, we will end up speaking now about capitalism, globalism, uh, like globalization. <laughs> yeah, let's not go down uh, there. Will be long. Will be long. <laughs> okay, do you guys use Alexa or no? What's I hate the Google it. One? I yeah. hate it. Why? Like Why? It. Why do no, you hate it? I'm really privacy conscious. I know that every single website or platform you visit, you will leave your data. But for example, I don't even allow my iPhone to have the localization. And that's a tiny thing. But I know that I'm tracked anyway with the iPhone. I'm not stupid. But with Alexa-like or any other similar thing, just to speak in the apartment and knowing that this thing is always listening to everything that's happening in my apartment, that's not, no, not going to happen. I'm getting me scared now because I have uh, the Google thing and I yeah. say, hey, Google. And it, it's like for me to play music while I'm cooking or something. But yeah, I haven't no, actually that thought lazy, that yeah. much about... <laughs> <laughs> I can manage to push a couple of buttons. No, but if you, if, you, yeah. if you come home and you're really tired and really hungry and you start, st want to start cooking, it's really nice to just say, hey, Google, play, blah, blah, blah. And then you can just start. It would be better if you're really tired and really hungry if Google cooked for you, not put yeah. the music. You, know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to cook for yourself. One day, so. Francesca. I'll have a robot at home that cooks for There me. is, in that article <laughs> I said, the how it works one, there is a picture of a humanoid. This one's called Amica. And she, Amica? Amica, I think I'm saying that Amica. right. A-M-E-C-A. Oh, okay. And she's one of the world's most advanced AI humanoids. Her eyes yeah, move, but... her ears, she's got binaural ear-mounted microphones so she can hear everything, facial expressions. Yeah, but I was Quite speaking scary. with a tech colleague like one of these days and he was already saying that actually the technology already reached the point where you can't really distinguish between voice, between AI and the human being. That's why a lot of industries are kind of twitching the voice a bit on purpose, like glitching them to make them understand after a while that you are speaking with a robot and not wow. with... Uh, and now a we you know? will say that we are all robots. So. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, plot twist. I do not exist. So I'm a... Because we're glitching. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any Robot bad voice. sound quality? That's we did that on purpose. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or any any stupid things I said, it's because I'm actually was programmed like that, not because I am like that. Sure. Thanks for, thanks for clarifying. Let's <laughs> leave it there. Um, thanks, guys. That was fun. We yeah. would love our listeners to get in touch as always. They can humanoids do... or human being. Like we are welcoming everyone to contact us. Not discriminating, robots. no. Not discriminating. Exactly. Except I am scared of tech, so don't um don't come at me. All right. And you work for a tech company, so <laughs> <laughs> promising. You can email us at editorial at readly.com. Tell us about your own crazy science facts and let us know which story you like best. As always, we've linked all of the content mentioned in our show notes. Do go check that out. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. And we'll see you in the next episode. Say bye, guys. See you. Bye.